Hi there, my name is Josh and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And on this podcast, we'll explore how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. Episode 20 of the Better Way podcast and you're here with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for walking with me in this journey. I hope you've been learning something along the way. I'm so grateful for all of your feedback. And in particular, last week's episode really clearly touched a nerve. And one thing that I'm very grateful for is the fact that I'm not alone in this journey. It was very interesting to see how many people actually have been offended in the church. And um, it was very nice to hear from you. Just in case you're wondering, we do have a hotline. You can check the description of this episode just to see how you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you, even as we get to grow and know each other better. So let's dive into today's story. Now, the year is 2017 thereabout. I'm going out to, just before I got married, and so I was going out to um, get some meat, uh, you know, get to buy some beef to have supper that evening. And here in Kenya, I don't know about other places in the world, but here in Kenya, when you buy, uh, and you go to the butchery and you buy your meat, usually they wrap it in newspapers. And so I, I did the usual, bought my beef, it was wrapped in a newspaper. When I went back home, I'm getting ready to prepare my supper and I unwrap the beef. What do I see? An advertisement. An advertisement on the newspaper. And so when I'm looking, at, when I looked at that advertisement, I laughed. It really reminded me of, you know those things that they say, a day that you'll never forget? It reminded me of one of those ones. Now, the reason why I laughed when I opened that newspaper is because I'm not to design the advertisement that I was looking at. But you see, up to that point, I had never seen that advertisement in the newspaper. Not because nobody gave me, but because I never wanted to look at it. And that's the story I'm going to be sharing with you today. So let me take you back about three years before that, before the general elections, the last general elections, I guess. Um, this must have been in about 2015. There's a client that I was working with. And this client, I guess you can say, is kind of well-connected. He knows very many people in our country. And so I happened to get a contract with him and I was doing a retainer with him on a monthly basis. And I used to do different jobs for him on different occasions. Now, on one occasion, he wanted to pitch for some potential work for a governor who was going to vie for a seat of a different county um, in the next, in the upcoming elections. So he had gotten in, uh, in touch with his team and uh, the team needed some design work done for them. They were about to do, uh, this governor was about to do a fundraiser um, in the lead up to the elections. And so they needed an advertisement to go into the newspaper to advertise that event. Naturally, the advertisement needed to have um, details of uh, account details um, where people who may not be able to attend the event can still send in the money even though they're not able to attend the event. And so I'll send those details. I did the work. I was very excited to do the work because this is somebody who's very well known. I was looking forward to doing um, work for his campaign uh, the next year. And uh, because normally when you get um, work for like a politician or something, it, it tends to pay really well. And so I was excited for that particular, um, for that reason, really. And it was a high profile thing that I knew if I added to my portfolio would be good. Even if I don't get the returns, I don't get the money, but I've done the job, at least it would be something good to show my portfolio. And so I did the work. 
but the design work I was, I was i really enjoyed it and i was very excited the reason i was also very excited was also because usually when i do my work i i tend not to be able to have something tangible to hold um, except when it is printed so if i do a poster for example most times i won't see it unless it's just online but when i do a newspaper advert I always, I often always ask for the newspaper or I get the newspaper that day that way I can have a record for what I did. It's just really nice to see my work and, and, and the thought that that work is going across many, like all across the country is always very exciting to me. And so that, that was the case with this. I was excited to see it tangibly somewhere. So as I did the design work, I sent it out. I think I had done it about uh, two weeks. Um, before it was supposed to go to print. It was supposed to go to print over a weekend period. I think it was supposed to go on a Saturday. And on that Saturday morning, or was it Friday evening, one of the two, I'm called by my client. I said, Josh. Now, he was in a panic when he called me. I said, Josh, the team for that governor has just called me and told me that we put the wrong account number on that advertisement. I said, what? Like, yeah, he said you put the wrong account number. Are you sure you put the right one? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. And the thing was, I'm, I'm almost certain that you sent me a text. And that text is what I, 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 I copy-pasted because normally when I'm sending briefs, it would be either through an email or a WhatsApp message. So I'll just copy-paste the information while I focus on the design. And so I said, okay, Sawa, if that's the case then, if the case then is that I'm so messed it up, then... I can deal with that. I said, okay, that's fine, but let me double check. Let me just be sure. So he hung up the phone and I went ahead and looked at <laughs> I went and looked at the text. The first thing, the first thing that I did was to look at the graphic that it did. And then I went and looked at the text that was sent. So the thing was this: he did not send a text message for me to copy paste. He'd actually written it down and sent me a picture. And when I looked at the account number, I looked, okay, one, three, four, eight, nine, nine, nine. Then I looked at the last digit. It was wrong. One digit. That one digit meant this was not the account of the governor. This was somebody else's account. And so I called the guy back and said, boss, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Honestly, it looks like I made a mistake. The last digit was actually wrong. It was a one that you had sent, but I put a seven. I don't know how I got that wrong, but I'm so sorry. Oh, he was so disappointed. He was so devastated. And I think I was even more devastated and disappointed in myself for not noting that. And we both knew that at that point, they would never call us again to do a job. Because now, that one digit made the entire advert pretty much useless. And that's the power of small things, of small details that you tend to miss on our day-to-day lives. The paints a perfect illustration for what I want us to discuss today. It's in our world today, we are filled with very many reasons for us to compromise. And the thing about compromise is that it comes in small things. We rarely see it as a big deal until it all comes together. Small decisions here and there eventually turn out to be a big deal when you see the consequences of those small, small actions that brought us to that place. In our day-to-day lives, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, there's so many things that we're exposed to. So many things. 
you've never watched a show and you wonder why did they have to put you know this content there why did this have to it felt like it was just off like it had no basis for the rest of the show but they felt like they had to put it there why did they have to curse there why did they make kids curse yet it was not important to the story you ever watched a show and seen that but you go ahead and finish the show anyway right that's what we do and then one time we we hit our toe we bang our toe and against the door and then a word comes out of our mouth and you wonder where did that word come from i mean i don't curse <laughs> but i can't help but curse and from then on it becomes a cycle in fact that was me at some point there's a time i used to curse like a sailor and at the time when i was cursing i think i must have been like what like 13. i was so young but i used to curse properly and i never saw it as a big deal i thank god for god <laughs> who worked on me and that thing just worked out of me that i can't even say some words as an example like they just can't come out of my mouth god just worked on me by himself but the thing is this a lot of things are sold to us or packaged to us in small small ways we don't see it as a big deal or because we're enjoying something so much we shun it aside because you're like you know what at the end of the day this thing is actually pretty good so i'll take it with the little bad that is there and that's what the enemy has done he has repackaged things that are bad and brought them to us it's still bad content but he just changed the packaging but the thing is this this is the thing about sin the way the enemy sells sin to us has been the same from the beginning there's no new tactic by the way no new tactic that's what i want to show you today i want to show you that from the beginning in genesis chapter 3. Now in genesis chapter 3 verse 1 we see that the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field and he said to the woman has god indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die so eve knew the word of god okay she knew that she was not supposed to eat it not even touch it then verse 4 said then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die i usually like to put that tone because that's how i feel the enemy that's how the devil said it you will not surely die not as alcohol but god knows that in the day that you'll eat of it your eyes will be opened they'll be like god knowing good and evil then verse 6 is the interesting part so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food that it was pleasant to their eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of its fruit and ate she also gave it to her husband with her and he ate did you see that this thing was a progression it did not just happen all at once it was a progressive thing before that action of sin came about but i want us to look at the process that was there let's just go step by step by step simply and i show you how that process came about number one the serpent was cunning he was subtle he didn't come loudly he came in a very small manner why don't you think the, the the enemy didn't use an elephant for example why didn't he use a rhino or a lion? Because he didn't want to announce himself when he came. This is something that slithers. Something that's quiet. Something that's cunning. You see? To come and appear. 
Okay. That's what he did. That's number one. He's very subtle. Number two, he questioned the word of God in he questioned the word of God that God had spoken concerning them. Number two, he questioned the instruction that God gave them. He said, has God indeed said? So that word indeed, he said, did he really say that? That's what he said, meaning, did he really, is that really what he said? The woman confirmed and said, yes, that's actually what he said. So Eve, in verse two, goes back and says, yes, that's what God said. It was, don't eat it, don't touch it, others are going to die. And the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to die. So first addressing the, the, the consequence. You're not going to die. You're not going to get pregnant. I mean, how many people are smoking and they live until they're 95? Relax. Why, why do you think you're not going to die when you do it? Just try it. You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open. God knows that this thing is good. And is holding that thing back from you. So what's happening here is the devil was repackaging the sin. He was, he was changing the packaging at that moment. The content was still the same, but he was repackaging. He took what God said and he twisted it. He said, oh God, will you surely die? No, you're not going to die. Relax. You're not going to die. God is just holding this thing back from you. Now what was happening was, the devil was not only repackaging the sin, but was also making God look like the bad guy. He's making her think that, you see, God is holding this thing back from you because of something good here, and he doesn't want you to enjoy it. And at that moment, Eve looked on the fruit, and said that when she looked at it, okay, she looked at it. And the thing about it is this, Eve, at this point, must have seen that fruit more than once, many times before, as she was passing around about that garden. Because according to the stories, that thing was like in the middle of the garden. It was not something that was hidden. It was, it was something that you could see that's the one. Okay? So she saw it. But this time she said, she saw that the tree was good for food. And it was pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise. She looked at it. She pondered. And she had an internal conversation within herself and said, this thing actually looks good. What made her see this thing as good new information the information concerning the instruction was updated in her mind because if you look at this scenario just pause that scenario for a moment if you look at that scenario and go to the new testament and see what happened with jesus jesus was also tempted in a very similar manner and they both knew the word of god just as eve knew the word of god jesus was questioned and god spoke back the word the devil. Eve was questioned and she reaffirmed the word of God. But the thing about it is this, Jesus is the living word. Meaning the word was part and parcel of him. He not only had the word of God in his mind, but he had it in his heart. He is the word. As for Eve, what I see is that she had the word of God in her mind. Meaning she knew what was said. But she didn't have the revelation concerning why God said what he said. She didn't realize that there was spiritual death. And that's why it was easily questioned. That when it was questioned, she, was, she could easily change her mind. Because you see, the thing is this. When the word of God enters into your heart and becomes part and parcel of you, regardless of the questions, it will not be reversed in you. It becomes so real to you 
just like the nose, your nose is on your face. I can touch it. I can feel it. It's a part of me. That's what happens when the word of God becomes a part of you. Even if somebody questions and says, no, you don't have a nose, you can clearly see I have one. You can speak with boldness and authority because it's in you. The word of God that is in your heart will always be greater than the one that is in your mind. Those two things are different. The work was to get it into our hearts, which is what Jesus had and what Eve didn't. Because Eve had secondhand information from her husband. She knew what God said, but she did not understand the why behind why God said what he said. She knew, but she did not understand it. And you see, today, we are filled with many reasons that we should compromise. The enemy comes at us in, um, in very subtle forms. And he repackages sin to make it look like it's a good thing. And you don't have to look too far. Open up your phone. Look at the music. Open up your TV. Look at the shows. Open up your browser. Look at the advertisements that are being posted all around us. The enemy has repackaged sin to desensitize us from the truth. Which makes us now turn what was bad into now looking like it's good. That's exactly what happened with Eve. She looked on it and saw that this thing that God had said was bad is actually good. It's actually good. That's the same process every single day. Every day, there'll be things that are around us that will make us question God's word in our lives. They make us question his instructions. Many things that we watch, the many things that we expose ourselves to, they make us compromise and they desensitize us to the truth. And it's so shocking at how open we are today. I've sat with Christians who I know they go to church and I'd see these guys on Instagram posting how they went for it, how they were in a club the night before. And in the morning they're in church and they're posting these things publicly, meaning they don't see it as a big deal. This is one thing for you to be in a sin that you're trying to get out of because you know that what you're doing is wrong. But it's another thing for you to do what is wrong, knowing that it is wrong and not seeing the big deal anyway. Those are the things that hurt God. And what we need to realize is that the price that was paid for our soul was so costly. It was so costly. The blood that was shed for you and me is so costly. We cannot afford to, toy, to play games with our souls. We cannot afford to let the enemy present us with cheap thrills and make us feel like that's the way to go. We can't afford it. The price that was paid was too costly. Too costly. Because you can imagine that if I come and I give you a glass of water, you visit me, you ask for a glass of water and I present it to you and I drop a pebble in it that has a bit of mud, just a little bit, and I drop it in you. I, I drop it in there. It's just one pebble. You're not going to drink that water because that little pebble has compromised the water. And that's the thing that we do today. We have filled our souls with little, little muddy pedal, pebbles. And one day, the Bible tells us that we're going to be, we are going to be presented. We're supposed to be presented as a church before our Father. Jesus is to present us before our Father without blemish, without spot. That's the purpose of his blood. But we have a purpose, but we have a part to play. Not everything is worth watching. Not everything is worth listening to. Not everybody is worth hanging out with. I read a quote that I'll never forget. 
It's that spiritual decay happens one compromise at a time. One compromise at a time. No big sin started big. It started with small, small decisions and led up to the big things. So just because you're looking at something and you don't see it as a big deal, remember, one day a temptation will come and what will determine what they will say, get thee behind me, Satan, or will make you look upon the fruit. The difference will be in the decisions that you made up to that point, the compromises that you made along the way, the obedience and the good choices that you made along the way. That will determine the decision and the action that you'll make on the day temptation comes knocking. I'll leave you with this illustration. Dr. Tony Evans gave a wonderful illustration concerning this. He said that there was one day, these three naughty boys walked in to a clothing store. Now in that store, there was a section for cheap items that are on sale, going for half off. And on the other side of the shop, there was the expensive premium stuff. Those boys, when they walked in, they took the tags off of the cheap t-shirts and put them on the expensive t-shirts. And took the tags off of the expensive t-shirts and put them on the cheap t-shirts. So what happened was, as people came into the shop, they went to what they thought was the expensive section, taking what they thought were expensive items and paying expensive prices for them. And in reality, they were cheap items. And it caused people to walk around with cheap t-shirts thinking that they were the premium expensive t-shirts. That's exactly what's happening in the world today. The devil has switched the tags. He has made what is evil, what is unpleasant, what is not beneficial to look like it is good. And he has repackaged it and presented it to us to look like it's actually a good thing. And so we walk around with cheap t-shirts thinking that we're walking around with the expensive stuff, with the premium stuff. And in reality, it's all cheap. What areas has the devil desensitized us in? What have we looked upon today that we think is a good thing or that we don't see as a big deal when in reality, this thing is unpleasant to God? Those are the areas you need to work on and you can do it and change it one good decision, one obedience at a time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way to the very end. I'm very grateful for your time. If you'd like to have a conversation with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me a message using the hotline number that is below. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast because when you do so, it allows other people to find this content more easily. And if you'd like to take it a step further and want to contribute to this channel, you can look at the description below to find different ways to do so. Stay blessed. See you next week.